we sound fine. So Chris wants us to do no headphones. Yeah, so Chris Augustini wants us to do no headphones. All right. I think what we'll do to honor the Augustini, the myth, the legend, what we're going to do right here. We need headphones for this. Well, that is true. Maybe that's why we need headphones. Because we wouldn't hear it. We wouldn't hear it. Well, yeah. unless we put speakers and then you hear like... No, you know, but then the sound... Yeah. yeah, then the sound's very true. That is What's the one up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> What is going on? Can you on? tell we're figuring things out? Uh, all the time. All the time. Are you going to turn this off or is it going to... Will it go on for eternity? It, uh, it, it's no, a pretty it has, long. It has a loop. Yeah, right, it has a good. loop. Yeah, yeah. All right. We're good. We're good. What's up, everybody? What up? What up? What up? What up? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to honor the request. You can keep your headphones on if you want. Okay. All right. Just well, for Augustini. It's really weird. It's really weird. I will though. say it just helps me... Figure, it helps it, me focus. It, no, it helps me... Make sure that I am sound. I, I am I consistent agree. with my sound. I agree. This is what's gonna happen. We're gonna we're gonna do one with it, one without. Okay. My hair is bonkers. Oh, oh. I meant like you can wear it. I meant like one person. No, with that, that would be really silly. Why? Well, I did. think it'd be great. I think it'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> what up, prolific people? Oh um, man, this is really strange. All right, bro. Do you feel weird? Let's hop on. Yeah, I feel very strange. It feels very strange. I feel like I'm actually just having a conversation with you now. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I like I'm not this. sure I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like when you have the headphones on, I feel like I'm in podcast mode, you know? you know. Uh, so read it up. Read up what you, oh, what you had. Read the so, whole thing? So right. today we're going right. to... Let's, let's, call, uh, let's call this uh, episode Used Up. Used Up. You what? Used Oh, up. used up? I was like, mm. what did you just say? Uh, all right, all right, all right. So uh, if you have not, uh, grab yourself a My Utmost for His Highest. Uh, it's a great little devotional. Uh, really challenges me uh, in the way that I think most of the time. So this is today. February 5th is when we're recording this. So this is February 4th. Are you ready to be poured out as an offering? is the title of it. So, And then this is the scripture mm. based off of it. If I am being poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith, I'm glad and rejoice with you all. Philippians 2, 17. And then it goes into his statements in this. So it says, Are you willing to sacrifice yourself for the work of another believer, to pour out your life sacrificially for the ministry and faith of others? Or do you say, I am not willing to be poured out right now, and I don't want God to tell me how to serve him. I want to choose the place of my own sacrifice, and I want to have certain people watching me saying, well done. Mm -hmm. It is one thing to follow God's way of service if you are regarded as a hero, but quite another thing if the road marked out for you by God requires becoming a doormat under other people's feet. God's purpose may be to teach you to say, I know how to be abased. Philippians 4.12. Are you ready to be sacrificed like that? Are you ready to be less than a mere drop in the bucket? To be so totally insignificant that no one remembers you even if they think of those you served? Are you willing to give and be poured out until you are used and exhausted, not seeking to be ministered to, but to minister? Some saints cannot do menial work while maintaining a saintly attitude because they feel such service is beneath their dignity. Mm. I love my boy Oswald. That's all I can say. <laughs> he honestly, 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 he always rips me like most of the days that I like need it. Um, and not just like rips me, but just like, most of his stuff in his um, uh, his devotional, in a sense, is actually from like people he used to teach, which right. is really really beautiful. It's actually from like you know his college days and like all that stuff. Just two days ago, it had one like that's why you're here at this college. Mm -hmm. It's to like grab hold of Jesus to like do these things, you know. And and I love that. I, again, I don't know the full story of it, but I know that you know a group of people started to grab his stuff and like put it in a devotional. And I love. I just. It, the I have thanked the Lord that he's used a saint, you know, previous saint like Oswald in my life. And I think about how the Lord has used previous saints in the word, you know, the cloud witnesses and these mm -hmm. people. And, you know, sometimes I'm just like, man, like, like I wonder, and it's, it's hilarious that he talks about it because sometimes I wonder, I was like, man, I wonder like in the later days, if the Lord allows us to, you know, 
continue to do courses and different things like this and um, maybe books, maybe materials, like things like that, like what will happen over the years to come and the lives that can be changed and impacted and like things like that. And, and it's crazy because Oswald has continued to act. He's been gone for 50 years, 60 years, I think. Um, And so what's crazy is like, he's impacting me and he's impacting my ministry. He's impacting my life now. But what's so funny is he talks about like, are you willing to be unremembered? Mm -hmm. Are you willing to be that? Mm -hmm. And I can, I can, I don't know which one is the right way to say pridefully. I'll say pridefully say, no, Mm -hmm. I am not at the point where I am completely willing to say, yeah, I don't care if no one remembers me ever. Mm-hmm. Because in reality, sometimes I'm like, yeah, I really, I do hope someone remembers me. You know, I do hope my children remember me. I do hope my wife remembers me. I do hope my grandchildren remember me, you know, like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But to, to actually trigger into like, okay, am I truly, truly willing to not be remembered entirely? Never. Like how many saints, how many people right. do we do all of this work? Do we do all of these things for? Are we trying to get a well done, a pleasing from that pastor, that leader, that person, you know, uh, the person that looked down on us and and now we're just trying to convince them that we're worthy of the anointing or whatever it might be. And we do these things when in reality, like we're just constantly trying to please men, you know, and we're constantly just unwilling to... Oof, we're, we're unwilling to be the rejected. You know, we really like the idea, which I think it comes from, you know, uh, the enemy, the enemy tempted Jesus with it, the glory. Hey, bow down to me and I'll give you all the kingdoms of this earth, you know? And most men, we struggle with the glory. Like, like as humble as we may think we are, we struggle with the aspect of glory. I'm which for a scripture. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Um, so yeah, Oswald has, has, impacted me majorly. I pray that, you know, that those words like get deep into your bones. Uh, cause it's, it, 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 I mean, sitting here is when we read it. Um, and it really, I mean, it shakes me even the question that it raises just right out of the, right out of the get go. Are you ready to be poured out as an offering? And I think that question is something that like, I don't know. Like, honestly, am I will like, this was, what's really funny. This is a scripture. Dude, this is really weird when you think about this. This was a scripture from almost seven years ago in my second year of youth ministry. And that was a scripture that, or this, this exact thing was one of the things I was going through that I was like asking the Lord, like, like, am I willing to be used as a doormat to be completely walked on? And for, for a while, my pride would be like, no. No, I'm 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 meant to do this and da, da, da. and then I'd like read this and be like, oh, yeah, let's do it, Lord. Okay. And it's like every time we submit ourselves down is every time whenever we start seeing, then the Lord would grow stuff, the Lord would bring the right people and like all that stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, at least for my sake, like whenever I was in ministry, like every time I thought I was like worthy of something, every time I thought I was like, oh, I've achieved this, like I should have X, and like mm-hmm. and then the Lord would like cut me at my knees and be like, get down, boy. Like, like, get, go, time to be, time to be a doorkeeper, time to be a doormat for a little bit and just be like, okay, all right. And, but my pride never really enjoyed that ever. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's humbling. It's humbling. It's humbling. It's humbling. So what's your thoughts? I know you're the one that I read that and you're like, mm. I got to talk about that. <laughs> so, yeah. so you're in, you, you've had a day. So uh, yeah, you've no, had man, a it's night. A, it's, um, uh, uh, Ministry is a crazy thing because it uh, it usually, especially if you're married, um, I think the idea of being poured out when you're like single is definitely a lot easier to like consider and like think about, right? Because like, mm-hmm. especially as a man, I think you just, we need very little. Uh, like yeah. it, to me, yeah. like I, I really don't need a whole lot, yeah. you know? Um, but um, but um, I like I told you, like when you read that this morning, I feel tired, bro. Mm-hmm. I feel exhausted. Like, and I, I remember, I remember like yesterday we were, I was on my way to church like early in the morning and it's been like a long week this past week with, mm-hmm. um, it's been great. Just so much fruit. I mean, yeah. just, you know, we've had prayer and worship and we've had, um, like Wednesday services and yep. we've had Saturday services and we've had Sunday services. And I was, I was driving in Sunday morning and I was just thinking, 
God, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I'm just tired. Like, mm. I mean, even like, even just yesterday, um, even just yesterday, like it was like nighttime, bro. And, you know, and it was probably like 830. I love how that's nighttime for you. And, um, <laughs> well, cause I'm up at 445. No, I, know. Yeah. I know. Like my boy, uh, my boy's up at 445. I stayed up until 230 AM last right, night right. doing stuff. And so right. it's just so funny how different we are yeah. in that. Like, I'm well, like, no, I literally, I mean, because of, because of how early my day starts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just, uh, I was like, it was 830 and I was just really thinking about it a lot this mm-hmm. morning. Um, I was, I was, uh, I could not get off the couch, bro. Mm. I was so tired that like my son was still up and by the grace of God, I'm married to an amazing woman. Mm -hmm. And she was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to put him down. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was just so tired, bro. And so just like what you're saying about like being poured out, like I'm really feeling it right now. Um, and, uh, it, it, it's great. I think something that's like, so a few things. So one, the the whole being poured out thing is even harder with a family. Mm-hmm. Um, figuring out the the balance, not balance because the word balance is like such a overrated word, but just discerning when is the right thing, the, to- the right time for different things, you know, mm-hmm. um, to love on your wife, to love on your, um, on your kids, to minister mm-hmm. to that person, to those people. Um, and... Um, and so, like, I was having a conversation with Tara, you know, about, like, how even for her, like, she feels, like, so grateful that um, in this season I get to do, like, the things that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But it's also, um, it's also, like, like it's a, a big sacrifice for our home, for my right. kids, for my wife. Right. Um, so, so, yeah, as, as you read that, I just, like, uh, I, I feel... I feel so a few things. So, so one, it's harder when you're married, mm-hmm. but two, I feel like, I feel like, um, I'm reaching the point where I really need the Lord, which is great, you know? And I know, I know that sounds, um, um, I'm just like, but God, no, God knows my heart. Right. So but it's no, like, no, there is, there is the, uh, dude, I think I read it two days ago that it was like, where's the point where you stop doing things in your own strength? That sometimes we are so eager to serve God um, that we're just doing so much in our, our own strength to just kind of prove ourselves to the king. You know, like, well, almost I don't think like, it's only that, but like, think- like, just like running, you know, like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna serve you, you know, and then you like end up so exhausted and you're like, holy cow, well, I've been thing- carrying the, yeah. the burden. Like, I've been carrying it. You know, yeah. For for me, what it is is, I think that everybody has the energy when they first start the race. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. you know, and um, I, I don't think for me it's so much about proving yourself to the king because I feel like I feel in the season I feel an obligation to do what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like it's not even I feel like I feel an obligation to like God's people. It's not even um, like it's not something I'm trying to do for God. It's like mm-hmm. when I consider not doing it, I when I consider not doing it. And I think about the people that God's like pouring into very quickly. I'm like, no, I need to do this. Like, mm-hmm. this is so important for them, you know? Um, and, uh, and obviously like I'm seeing the Lord like move so much that it's also very encouraging to me, mm-hmm. but, right. But, um, but yeah, so it's, it's like not about proving. I think it's just, you start the race mm-hmm. and you start sprinting. And then there's a point where it's not motivation that takes you over the edge. It's not that initial, uh, oh, God really wants me to mm-hmm. do this. That gets you over and that continues to sustain you. But it's, it's the enduring with him and and just like submitting like your mm-hmm. heart and your life to him um, that sustains you and that keeps you in the race. But it's tough, bro. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's it's tough. Like, yeah. I mean, even like, yeah, I was talking to my wife yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard. Like yeah. everybody has to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. When, when one person ministers, everybody has to sacrifice, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So well, again, it's it's actually the I think we talked about it uh, off of the podcast that like following Jesus costs those around us sometimes more than it costs us, and it, and it's actually the story of um, I believe his name was Simon, um, who whenever Jesus was carrying the cross, Jesus kept like you know. Uh, well, based off of what, you know, from movies and a couple of different things that Jesus was dropping it and like so on. So then they grabbed Simon out of the crowd 
and made him carry the cross with Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, that in reality, the following of Jesus, that the that Jesus is following the purpose of his life, which was, you know, dying and being raised again, and like all this stuff costed Simon something, yeah. and Simon wanted no part of it. Simon was just in the crowd watching, yeah. yet it costed him something, you know? Mm-hmm. And so the picture of sometimes following Jesus actually will cost the people around us more you well, know, if you consider this too, like Simon, I mean, I imagine that in that moment, Simon had the opportunity to say yes or no. I mean, he mm-hmm. could have like really, really refused and then maybe gotten like yeah. beat up or something. Mm-hmm. And you like, you can, you have to think like who, who was Simon's family? Like who yep. was looking at what was, ha- yep. what was going to happen to Simon? I mean, he was at the hand mm-hmm. of Roman people who were, mm-hmm. you know, savages yep. Yep. and uh, what's going to happen to him? Like, was he going to get killed after like it got done? Like, right. So like him, like doing this, like this act of mercy mm-hmm. um it was it, it it was uh withdrawal from multiple people mm-hmm. in the transaction you right know? right Which yeah is, yeah yeah i think of uh like the scriptures you were like talking i just I, it, it brought me to you know galatians 6 mm-hmm. um and and so I'll, I'll read a little bit of context but there's a it's it's verse 9 is the main spot that i like want to hit but um it starts Chapter six, verse two, it says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. For in, for if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one test his own work and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor. For each will have to bear his own load. Let the one who is taught the word share all good things with the one who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will also he will reap. For mm-hmm. the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit yes, will amen. from the Spirit reap eternal life. Oh, and praise God, praise let God. us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season we will reap amen. if we do not give up. So amen. then we have this opportunity. Let us do good to everyone and especially to those who are in the household of faith. Amen. And and this is this is Paul in prison, you know? Again, he literally talks about hey, the right after this says, "See, I'm writing with large letters because I'm writing with my own hand." You know, mm-hmm. and he's 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 talking from his own own perspective. And I think like particularly when you're in like a sacrifice mind, um, where you're just like I just need to we're we're doing so much, like even, you know, you and I we we do very different things, but we we do a lot like a lot of different stuff and right now particularly you're in a you're in in a trench of offering a lot of your skills a lot of your talent a lot of your time and i think the exhaustion that you're feeling is positive and negative like you know like the lord i believe it's um I believe it's Matthew six, but I think I'm, I'm probably off on this is, you know, those who are heavy laden and burdened, you know, come to me, I will give you rest, mm-hmm. you know, because my burden is light, mm-hmm. you know, like that alone, the thought that Jesus is burden. He doesn't talk about that. You're calling. He doesn't talk about, you know, the purpose. He doesn't talk about all these other things that like our heavy parenting. We talked about this, like parenting's a heavy burden, you know, fatherhood's a, uh, you know, yeah, but I like, think the like way Jesus burden. meant it, I think the way Jesus meant it. And I think this, I think this is a part that like, again, we all, kind of wrestle out what it means to walk with Jesus over mm-hmm. time, right? I think the way Jesus meant the the burden uh being easy and the and the weight being light is that and the yoke being light is that he was bringing people from uh, a a time a religious time where people had so many things they needed to check off the mm-hmm. list um and uh in that and that made them right with God, you know, and like, and essentially what Jesus was saying is in my, in my eyes is, Hey, I know you've been having to accomplish all of these different religious duties. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but I have, but, but my path is, is an easier path. But I do think that, I do think that, and I, th- I think I'm just in a season joy where like, I think I'm just like, I'm tired of feeling like the Bible's calling me to do things and I just continue to tell it, I'll just do it later. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because I come from like a, a season recently where I've been seeing a lot of men that I, I admire greatly who are like, I look at, I look at their lives and I'm like, these people are just absolutely 
committed and devoted to feeding God's sheep mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Like as long as yep. they're here, yep. they are praying with them. They are teaching the word. They are unifying the church. They are like, there's such a high level of commitment. And I've been observing some of these people in my life and I'm blessed enough to have them close enough mm-hmm. that I look and I'm like, what are my excuses? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What are my excuses for not, you know, the Bible says that we ought to love God with all of our strength and our, in our heart and our soul and our mind and our effort. Right. And it's like, I just, I, I feel like when I look at the Bible, when I look at this Bible, bro, even like we just read through acts with the guys, uh, at 5 AM, do these people were like completely and absolutely sold out mm-hmm. for this gospel, you yep. know? And, and so, so for me, it's like, it's, it's a few different, it's a mix of different things. I don't, I, I don't actually think it's a bad thing that, that I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, I really feel like, I really feel like, again, it's one of those things where you like you, um, you know, you and I have like, uh, like talked about like the idea now that we would do this anytime soon or ever. It just, you know, unless God tells us to, but the idea of like starting a church. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason why that scares people so much is because of the level of commitment and work involved mm-hmm. with like a church, like the responsibility mm-hmm. that it's ongoing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I, I do think that like people have a, a at least a very general understanding of how the call of God is is work like mm-hmm. it takes a lot you know and so i remember the words of a, a good a good man in my life that i love you, we had him on the podcast before ken doika and he said he said this to uh, to me many times he said he said young man you should go to bed tired mm-hmm. you yep. should not be you should not be going to bed um uh and and be, be you know like feel fresh, like mm-hmm. the day didn't go by. You know how many people you have to serve in your life? Mm-hmm. And um, you have you have your wife, you have your kids. Mm-hmm. There are so many people to serve. And so on one end, I'm, I'm very grateful. Like I, I yesterday when I was driving into church, um, and I don't know who this needs to encourage. Like I just like, I felt like, to be honest, like you read that and I was like, dang, I'm tired. And I don't feel like pretending that I'm not tired, mm-hmm. you know, because, because that's what this podcast is about. Mm-hmm. It's about like, you know, like really um, like walking out our day to day with God and allowing him to just like really like fill in the gaps. Right. Mm-hmm. And so yesterday when I was like driving into church, um, I was just thinking and I was having to do this work, this soul work. I was at church before uh, yesterday morning. I was there at least three or four times to do worship that week. Mm-hmm. And we had our Bible study at 5 a.m. And, and we had uh, prayer and worship Wednesday morning. And I was just thinking, I was honestly thinking, like, and God knows my heart, so I can't hide it. I'm going to share with you guys and be mm-hmm. honest. I was thinking, I want to take off, mm-hmm. you know. And then I, and then I remembered this is and it's crazy how it was, it was, it was timed because at the end of Wednesday night service, I had a friend walk up to me, and he said to me, he said, Alejo, you were worshiping like a child, and it was awesome, it was beautiful. He said, and I felt like the Lord's telling me to tell you, what if you didn't have that anymore? And he said, I just feel like the Lord was telling me to tell you that you really need to give him thanks mm. for the fact that you have the ability to serve him. Mm. And um, and I and it didn't mean much to me on Wednesday because I wasn't right. tired yet. Right, right. But then when I was driving in on Sunday, yep. right, yep. Um. And I, again, I don't know who this, speak, this is speaking to. I don't know if some of you guys are tired. Like, I don't know if like service to you in the season looks like you're serving your kids. Like, I don't know if uh, you're in this season, your kid might have an illness mm-hmm. uh, that that constitutes more work than most parents mm-hmm. would have to do. Um, and in that way you're ministering. I don't know if, if for you it looks like you're caring for your spouse or or if you have a flock that you're loving mm-hmm. on or your your job is really hard and your vocation is really, really difficult. But yeah, driving in on Sunday, those words for my friend meant so much more. And mm-hmm. I was just meditating on that and I was asking the Lord. I was well, I was more so repenting and telling him, God, I know there are so many reasons to give you thanks and to 
be excited to come and worship you and lift up lift up praises to you. And so I was having to like really lean into him and be like, God, please help me just take inventory of all those reasons right now. Because right now my flesh wants to say, I just want to get through this morning and mm-hmm. make it home, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and my spirit was like, no, 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 God is worthy. And this this is another morning that he like that we that we and by we my spirit said like us right like me like anyway anyway I, I know it's confusing to some people but um it's not like there are multiple people in me but but there is because the holy spirit is in me but anyway uh <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah i was like my, my spirit was like my spirit was like shouting like no 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 like there are there are infinite reasons why even though we're tired in in the flesh in the spirit, we need to press in and we need to be focused on why God is worthy this morning, mm-hmm. you know? And so I love what you read, bro. It's the last thing I'll say is I love what you read about um, those who sow in the spirit will reap in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Because when you get tired, you know, again, the, the, the life with Christ looks sexy and beautiful and easy when you don't know the cost of mm-hmm. what he's calling you to do. And then once you're actually doing else. it or someone else, you may look at someone else and be like, wow, that life looks so pretty. Holy cow. Well, you know? Yeah. And then, and then you don't realize that like, you don't, you don't realize the sacrifice that that person's going through right now. Again, you don't realize the your pastor, the, your yeah. leader, like all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like, you just don't, you just don't. And until you genuinely wear that exact mantle, like that's where it's just that. But I, dude, I, I feel like in general, this is why the Lord has the command of rest, like of mm-hmm. a Sabbath, mm-hmm. like genuinely, mm-hmm. like where, where, what does it look like? You're, if you're burning your candle from both both ends every single day, every single week, and right. then you just like wake up again on Monday and you're burning your candle again when mm-hmm. it's like, hold up, when have I genuinely rested and done nothing except for mm-hmm spend time with the king it just right. be present with him that's it like when when was that day this week mm-hmm. you know because every time i catch myself in genuine genuine exhaustion where i'm like mentally i'm soul i'm physically and i'm spiritually tired mm-hmm. i go hmm when have i sabbath last when have i actually shabbated with mm-hmm. my king mm-hmm. with my family when have i taken the lord's supper and like like went before him you know and mm-hmm. every time i like realize i'm like dang bro i haven't done that in like two three four weeks mm-hmm. mm. that's why i'm so exhausted mm-hmm. that's why it's like because again it's, it shares here too like if you're sowing in the spirit you're gonna you're, you'll be good you know um but there is a, a physical exhaustion to us there is a soul exhaustion to us but i believe that's bro there's so throughout the old covenant and even into the new covenant you see the lord's important importance of rest and then you see how like rest affects everything Mm -hmm. affects everything is how we rest if the king rested i should rest if the king went away i should go away if Mm -hmm. if he split time like bro i just read um in in matthew i believe it is um but but the king and this um, is this was one i'm wrestling out with god right yeah yeah the king was single so let me let you me know? explain. And, and, so so can, and, I, can I can I can I take can I let me finish? No, you interrupted well, me. I'm, I'm saying like the yeah. thought that I'm wrestling yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can tell me. You yeah. tell me, okay? So, you know, with when you have kids and you have mm-hmm. a spouse and you have mm-hmm. a wife and you have all these different things, like uh, getting away can begin to look very different on a daily basis. Well, I think I think Paul addresses know? that. Paul addresses it straight yeah. up. Hey, if you want to be married, be married, right. but know that you're split now. Correct. You're split. Yeah. So now because you're split, we've put more work on ourselves. Yeah. So, and that's and that's why so, that's why I, I just yeah. feel like saying that because I don't want to misrepresent. You know, I know that there are people who are might be listening to this and they're like, there might be some moms. Bro, I'll tell you this right now. My wife, <laughs> my wife does so much. <laughs> my wife? My wife does so much. I mean, my wife. The kids are down. Mm-hmm. She's cleaning. Yep. She's If she's not cleaning, she is cooking. If mm-hmm. she's not cooking, she is doing laundry. If she's not doing laundry, mm-hmm. she's, you know, planning for uh, our uh, week. If you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it's like, and I, and I do think that like, um, I do think, I do agree with you that the Sabbath is extremely, extremely important. Um, and, uh, I'm trying to find the scripture, but it's actually, it's when, um, uh, John gets beheaded. 
And it's actually a really, really like beautiful thing. Because again, when you see people at like, I just, I believe when you see people at their worst or when something pressing happens, um, that's whenever you can see like, okay, what is important to them? You know? Um, and oh gosh, I, I, I thought it was John. Uh, now I got to look this up. Keep going. While well, he finds that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just want to encourage you guys. I, um, I think that one thing that my wife and I say very often in our house is that just because something is hard doesn't mean that it's evil. Right. And, um, and I feel like a lot of times we look at something that is difficult and we automatically want to steer away from it because, uh, because it's hard and we equate mm -hmm. hard to, to something that's not for us. You know what I mean? Um, but but um but that's but if if your life looks like something that is hard right now if your life looks like something that i mean right now guys for me it's something that is like pretty like pretty quote unquote avoidable right like if i wanted to stop doing some of these things then i would just stop doing some, some of these things for you for some of you guys um your concern or what you're going through right now is actually that you have a sick parent or you have people that you're caring for on an ongoing basis and you are like working very, very, very hard. Um, and, and, and there's no, like the idea of rest right now sounds like the last thing on your mind because there are so many things you need to manage. There are so many uh, places where you need to invest your, your energy, uh, whether that is pro for provision, for your work, for your family, uh, for caring for somebody. And so I know that for some of you guys listening right now, um, all you are probably looking to is you're looking to Jesus and going, and this is what this is what I've been saying to God here recently. The Bible says in Hebrews, it talks about a rest. And uh, it it talks about the Sabbath and it talks about um, um, it talks about the Sabbath as like as a part, as a as an as a as a way to attain that rest, but it also talks about how the people of Israel were uh, walking through the desert for a long time, longing to see that rest in the promised land. And, and it kind of equates it, it kind of makes it parallel with the way in which us believers walk this earth and we long for one day having an eternal rest in that promise, quote unquote, promised land that God has for us. And, uh, and I know that for some of you guys, just like I was like feeling yesterday and even today, you're probably looking to Christ. You're probably looking at the Holy Spirit and going, Father, I need a supernatural kind of rest that is beyond my that is beyond my body, that is not attainable through fleshly means, but that is a rest that is in my soul, a rest that um, that a rest that slows down everything within inside of me. You know, um, even as life doesn't slow down even as your 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 parent doesn't stop being sick or even as your kid doesn't seem cease to need things and have needs um and as you have you continue to have the responsibility that you have um i believe that there is a special rest that god has for you for me for us um that is attainable today uh in the midst of the hard thing and i just want to encourage you about that and i don't know who this is for again i sorry and i want to apologize too like usually like our podcasts are a lot more lively and like yeah you know we're throwing cheese pubs at each other uh but i felt like i don't care <laughs> I, I felt like it was for your benefit um um because we were probably going to record something else kind of put on the face and mm. press the button and just get started but i just feel like it just wouldn't be fair to you uh for us to not like walk out in a real way like what it looks like to to walk out um our life yeah. with christ go ahead so uh the story that like i read this two days ago um and it's actually uh the death of john the baptist and it's jesus's response and so like i was sharing before um you encourage them was just like i feel like when you watch someone at like one of the heaviest moments you can see like what is really important to them and there's a couple things jesus does that you're like dude, I would have crumbled or I have crumbled, you know, when I lost a dear friend, when I lost mm -hmm. a best friend. And so you see, you see Jesus' steps actually to still do his ministry, but then do something mm -hmm. and then do his ministry, but then do something, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, uh, I cannot just let the word, the, the, the word read for itself. So, uh, I won't, 
read the whole thing, but I'm going to well, read... the word read... reading itself will be Jesus reading the word. Uh, that's true. But... Um, <laughs> so this is Joey uh, reading the word. Joey reading the word. <laughs> um, but so it's chapter 14. Sorry, that was a Christian um, joke. That was a Christian joke. <laughs> uh, so chapter 14, and I'm just going to read uh, a couple intro stuff so you understand, and then I'll read what, what I feel like it is. So it says, At the time Herod, the, tra- the tatriarch, heard about the fame of Jesus, and he said to his servants, This is John the Baptist. He's been raised from the dead, and that is why these mir- miraculous powers are at work with him. For Herod, so that, to understand that prior to this, he killed John the Baptist, right? Um, so this is the story as you go. So for Herod had seized John and bound him and put him in prison for the sake of the Herodias, uh, his brother's Philip's wife, because John had been saying to him, it is not lawful for you to have her. And though he wanted to put him to death, he feared the people because they held him to be a prophet. But when Herod's birthday came, the daughter of Herodias, how do you say her name, uh, danced before the company and pleased Herod so that he uh, promised with an oath to give whatever she might ask. Prompted by her mother, she said, give me the head of John the Baptist here on a platter. And the king was sorry because of the oath and his guest, he commanded it to be given. He sent and had John beheaded in prison. you bet he made that oath while drunk. Uh, possibly. Yeah. Um, but I like, also, oh, I don't remember. But it was also a woman. So how many times a woman has destroyed yeah, but it a was kingdom. a daughter of his wife, which is no, like. No, no, no. A daughter of his brother's wife. Oh, yes, And he said that yes, it yes, pleased yes. him and he wanted his brother's wife. Right. So he. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So uh, and as his head was brought on the platter and given to the girl and she brought it to her mother and his disciples came and took the body and buried it. And they went and told Jesus. Now, when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there in a boat to a desolate place by himself. So Jesus hears a message that distraughts his soul. Mm -hmm. Right. His friend, the one that leapt in the womb. Right, so he withdrew his cousin, his, his cousin, right? But it's also a friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, but even but, closer than all the other ones, he was yeah, his cousin. Right, he probably right. grew up um, like way closer with him than anybody oh, absolutely, else. Right, and so uh, he withdraws to desolate place. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. And when he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. Right, that's it, bro. Now, when evening came, the disciples. Uh, came to him. This is a desolate place. The day is now over. Send the crowds away to go into the village and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said, they need to not go away. Mm. You give them something to eat. And they said to him, we have only five loaves here and two fish. And he said, bring them to me. Then he ordered the crowd to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish. He looked up to heaven and said, set a blessing. Then he broke the loaves, gave them to his disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowd. And they all ate and were satisfied. And they took up 12 baskets full of broken pieces left over. And those who are were about 5,000 men besides women and children. Immediately, he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd, right? So he goes to a desolate place, gets in a boat, travels to the other side, bunch of people, he heals the sick, the day continues, disciples say, yo, they're hungry, let's send them away. He says, no, you feed them. I say, well, we only have this. He's like, fine, I'll feed them. He feeds them, right? Well, then, I'll feed them, but you feed them. Right. I'll multiply. Yeah, you I'll multiply. It. Then, then he, instead of having the disciples dismiss the crowd he tells them to get into the boat yeah man that's a leader right there. then he dismisses the five thousand men not including women and children and he does this and after he dismissed the crowd he went up on the mountain by himself to pray when it was evening came he was there alone so if you look at a time frame he was up on that mountain for hours by himself uh, yeah, but but I, w- I want you to catch something here, though, and this is this is this is a perfect example of the story because I don't know. I mean, I don't know who's listening to us right now. I don't know if you are like new to your faith. I don't know if you are a pastor. Like, I don't know where you're at. But like, this is such a great example to me that when you, you know, when you are walking with God, there are going to be some times when you are at your wit's end. Mm-hmm. And you are in a position where you need ministry. Mm-hmm. You need it, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus just lost his cousin and his mm-hmm. friend. 
he goes some, somewhere to be isolated. To be isolated, right? and in the midst of that, yep. he's interrupted yep. by ministry. Divine interruption. And and this is the thing. Yep. He could have. This is what's mm -hmm. so beautiful about this story. Yep. He could have just said, "Just not right now." Mm -hmm. But the Bible says what he had. He had compassion. He wasn't moved. Right. Come on, bro. This right. is speaking to me so much. Mm -hmm. He wasn't moved by his desire to prove himself. Mm -hmm. He wasn't moved because he needed to do something to make himself distracted. Mm -hmm. He was moved because he saw the need of the people. Mm -hmm. He saw them. And like sheep without a shepherd, he knew he needed to do something. And bro, so many times in life, as a minister of the gospel and as people who walk with Christ, we are gonna be in moments where we feel so mm -hmm. extremely depleted and we, ha mm -hmm. we have such a great need. And it will be exactly in that moment mm -hmm. where God presents to you an opportunity and other people to give them something. And I, 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 like, I wonder, this is what I wonder. So Jesus is like trying to have a moment with the father because he just lost John the Baptist. And I wonder his conversation with the father before he went to, to minister to those people. <laughs> like, I'm just like trying to picture like what he said. Like, I imagine he said something along the lines of, God, give me the strength. Mm. I bet you he said something along the lines of, this is not what I want to do this very moment, but I feel this obligation to these people because I, I'm moved with compassion. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then, and then not only, this is so crazy, bro. Jesus is so insane. And then when he's, he's ministered to the people, when it comes time to eat, he could have said, okay, guys, that's enough for today. Right. Go and find some food. Right. No, he goes a step further and he's like, they're already here. Let's feed them. Mm -hmm. And then, and then he could have said, guys, I'm going to dip out. Mm -hmm. You guys dismiss these yep. people. I'm going to get on the boat. I really need this time. I'm going to get on the boat. You guys. No, he tells the disciples, go you before. go on the boat. Yep. Well, I'll be there I later. dismiss them. Yeah. And then he goes on the mountain like, mm -hmm. bro, mm -hmm. that's so crazy. There. And it doesn't stop there. Yeah. So, so he goes boat before him and the other side while he dismissed the crowd. And after he had dismissed the crowd, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat by this time was a long way from land, right. beaten by the waves for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them. Mm-hmm. So the fourth watch of the night would have been around like 2 to 4 a.m. It's mm -hmm. like right before the morning, right? Mm -hmm. So that means that he was alone for like six, maybe six to 10 hours mm -hmm. in reality, like sure. evening and timing, like stuff like that, right? And, um, and in the fourth watch, he came to them walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately... Jesus spoke to them saying, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. Mm -hmm. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. <laughs> Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him saying to him, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased and those in the boat worshiped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. And when they had crossed over, they came to the land of, I'm not even going to try to say it. I'm going to call it Jen. I believe it's Jen Surat. But yeah. And when the men of the place recognized him, they sent they they sent around all the region and brought to him all that were sick and implored him that they might only touch the fringe of his garment. And as many as touched so it, it were stop. made well. Can I, can I add a detail to this that's mm -hmm. so crazy? And that I thought it was a different story, but it's actually the exact same moment. Mm -hmm. So did you know what happened before John, before John the Baptist was beheaded? Jesus has sent his disciples out mm -hmm. on a mission trip. Two by two. Correct. Two by so, two. so the way, are, are you in Luke right now? No, you're in no, Matthew. Matthew. Listen what Luke says. Yeah. It says, um, this is what Jesus says. One day Jesus called together his 12 disciples and gave them power and authority to cast mm -hmm. out all demons and to heal all diseases. So he gives them the power to do this kind of ministry that he's doing. Then he sent them out to tell everyone about the kingdom of God and, he, and heal the sick. Mm 
Take nothing for your journey, he instructed them. Don't take a walking stick. This is Luke 9, by the way, Luke 9. Don't take a walking stick, a traveler's bag, food, uh, food, money, or even a change of clothes. Wherever you go, stay in the same house until you leave town. And if a town refuses to welcome you, shake the dust from your feet as you leave to show that you have abandoned those people to their fate. Not, right? So then it says, so they began their circuit of the villages, preaching the good news and healing the sick. So he sends out the 12 mm -hmm. and they begin, they do, they're mm -hmm. doing this ministry. Mm -hmm. Now, Her now the story of Herod is told in Luke, just like it was mm -hmm. in Matthew in chapter nine, verse seven, all mm -hmm. the way to uh, verse, um, um, all the way to verse uh, nine, right? It says, I, and, and the verse nine says, I, I beheaded John, Herod mm -hmm. says, so who is the man about whom I hear such stories? Mm -hmm. And he kept trying to see him. Now listen to this. Verse 10 is when the disciples come back. Mm -hmm. When the apostles returned, they told Jesus everything they had done. Then he slipped quietly away with them toward the town of Bethsaida, but the crowds found out where they were, where he was going and they followed him. He welcomed them and taught them about the kingdom of God and he healed those who were sick. So not only was Jesus experiencing a great level of grief for John the Baptist and his death, but the disciples had just come back from a mission trip. And I bet you they were tired, bro. Because mm -hmm. I actually didn't, I, I didn't read this from the perspective of Jesus before. I always read it from the perspective of the disciples that they had just come back. Mm -hmm. And they're like, they were probably tired. Mm -hmm. That's probably the reason why in verse... 12, it says, late in the afternoon, the 12 disciples came to him and said, send the crowds away to the nearby villages and farms so they can find food and lodging for the night. There is nothing to eat here in this remote place. But Jesus said, you feed them. So, so in other so words, remember too, is that, is that the 5,000? Cause it does happen twice. And so no, but this, feed, is, this specific is one is like, okay. it's the same story. John okay. the Baptist is beheaded. What's interesting and, is, yeah. is in chapter 13. So the chapter before is mm -hmm. actually when Jesus is in his hometown. Mm -hmm. And it's whenever it's the only time where, you know, he says, I cannot do that because yeah, yeah, yeah. of the, the honor. No, this is, this and is, so, this is, this is to me, cause I had read this before. So this adds another layer of complexity to this, Joey, because not only was Jesus grieving and wanting private time, the disciples were tired and had come back from a mission trip. Mm -hmm. And Jesus exemplifies for them what it looks like to have compassion on people when you're absolutely exhausted. Mm -hmm. yep. And then he says, and honestly, when Jesus said, you feed them, I honestly feel like that's like a way for Jesus to be like, you're tired? You feed them. Mm -hmm. In my like, opinion. Did they, did they miss out on doing a miracle? Did they miss out? What do you mean? Did they miss out on doing a miracle? Like, what if? What oh, if what Jesus, if they would have been ready what for if, it? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, what if yeah. Jesus was actually literally saying, like, you feed them, mm -hmm. you do this, mm -hmm. like you've you've been. I have anointed you. Mm -hmm. You have the Holy Spirit. Do it. Mm -hmm. You know. And then they're like, well, but I only have, but we only have mm -hmm. five fish. You know, I, five I, loaves. I, I and like two to fish. be. I like to be compassionate of the. Well, no, the it's an honest question because no, no, I've no. never. Yeah. If it is the same, if it is the same timeline, because again, I, what I love about the Gospels is is how it's written differently for different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. stories for different people mm -hmm. and i've never connected that being the same time frame and so if it really really is to where it's like they come back and god's like jesus is like hey yeah you do it maybe because i want to see if it already happened prior to this mm -hmm. if mm -hmm. this is the second time well, does that make sense i think, I think the matter the of second the time i wonder if he's like you do it the, you've already seen it happen yeah i think the faith part <laughs> and maybe it's just like the interpretation like the faith part of whether it happened before or not is not such a big deal to me as much as i just put myself in the shoes of the disciples thinking, we just got back. We saw all this crazy stuff. We probably just want a bite to eat. We haven't had clothes to wear. We haven't had, mm -hmm. we haven't had money. We haven't had a place to lay our heads. And we've had, we've been pretty much like nomads walking around. We get back. We want to spend some time alone with our teacher. And then these people show up, these mm -hmm. freaking people, freaking people show up. They just <laughs> find us everywhere we go. And, and the reality is this, when you say yes to God, bro, people yeah. are going to find you. Yep. They are going to find you. And you're going to constantly, constantly have the opportunity to decide, do you send them to go eat somewhere else or do you feed them? <laughs> yep. Don't make my mic fall. Yep. <gasps> oh. Oh. And, and then, and then 
God's going to, and then God's going to see you in your lack and your depletion. And he's going to, and he's going to show you how by his might and by his power, the spirit of God that's within you can be enough for those people Mm. who come to you when you're tired. And I feel that today. And I just want to encourage you, if you feel the same way, you might be feeling right now like God's saying, you feed them. <laughs> mm-hmm. You feed them. You feed those people. And you're like, by God. <laughs> by God. And God's like, it's me and you. You're not going to multiply it. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. But can I use your hands? Mm-hmm. Can I put this bread? <laughs> Man. I'm sorry, I feel I feel so strongly right now. It's from the Spirit of God. You might be saying to God, God, I'm tired. And God might be saying, I'll multiply this if you just give me your hands to pass it out. Mm. Can I just use your hands? That's all I need from you. I don't need your cleverness. I don't need your wits. I don't need your smarts. I don't need your experience. Sometimes all I need is your hands to pass it out. That's all I need. You have enough strength for that. I've already blessed it. Yes. Oh, bro, I'm like saying this and God's talking. Like I'm saying it to you and God's like, <laughs> of course, saying it to me, right? Like, no, because sometimes we feel like we need all this strength to mm-hmm. say yes to God. Yep. And the reality is that sometimes all we need to do is this. Okay, God, you, God's breaking it. And, and I'm just like, and you're just doing this. Mm-hmm. You're just doing that. Again, well, I and, feel like when you do this is when the bread gets rotten. It's whenever, mm-hmm. like, when you do this, is whenever it's like, well, what if we don't have enough? Well, and, and then every time the Lord, and then every time the Lord's like, bro, I made yeah. twelve baskets. When sometimes yeah, you don't I have enough just, strength to I, even I, grip I had, it, I had twelve. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it literally had twelve. Mm-hmm. Each one of the disciples got an entire mm-hmm. bread a basket True. of bread. And then, and then later, what's so funny is like later, God literally like checks them. I was like, like, hey, do you realize? Do you not remember? When I multiplied, do you not remember whenever I did that, you know, mm-hmm. and which I just think is our humanity, you yeah. know, our humanity of how much the proof of how much we need a savior, mm-hmm. you know, um, but yeah, it's good. That's it's good. good. I feel, I feel refreshed. I feel refreshed. I do. I feel good. I feel refreshed, Praise man. God. Praise God. Praise Only God. the spirit of God can do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Amen. That's well, hey, good. prolific people. We love you guys. Made today. Would you go out? Without and, headphones, and, this is going to be weird. Uh, it's going to be really weird. Um, but <laughs> I have to put my headphones he's, on. He's going to put them on just so he can hear his music. Yeah, there you go. And and I'll base off the jams off of his, you know. Uh, but hey, brother people, we love you guys. Thank you so much for supporting us. Thank you so much for being around. Uh, we, we love have, y'all. If you haven't seen, we got a, a, a website we designed. It's called podcast.prolivingfollower.com. Uh, the link is probably unable to be in YouTube, but it will yep. pop up right there. So just type that in. Uh, you can find it on our Instagram, Facebook, and all of that. Make sure you guys give it a follow. Um, that was and, my computer. And that was his computer. I'm proud that it only ding- dinged once. Love you guys. Deuces. See you next time.